0: This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive
1: Tiny on Twitter.
0: And this is a bonus episode of ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Hello, and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. We're a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com, and you can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And if you happen to be a Stephen King uh, and Dark Tower fan, or a fan of fantasy if you're listening to this maybe um then check out mine and tiny's new uh side project podcast tower junkies a dark tower podcast uh it's a podcast devoted to all things stephen king and his magnum opus the dark tower series we're really excited about it you can find that at towerjunkiespod.com and on all social media at towerjunkiespod um yeah, and then, uh, and episode sponsor for this week is once again Horror Movie Yearbook. They're a great, uh, horror movie centric podcast that just released a commentary track for Sleepaway Camp and a very nice tribute to George Romero. Um, they do, ordinarily on their main episodes, they do a class of whatever year and they, they pick a year, they pick three, uh, horror movies from that year and then they review them and contextualize them into the current events and pop culture of the year. Uh, you can check them out at HM yearbook and on Twitter and at horrormovieyearbook.com. And thank you to horror movie yearbook and the wonderful folks at the, uh, Midwest podcast network for sponsoring this week's episode. So tiny, uh, what do we got for this week? God damn it. Hey. Uh we I've gotten I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh yes, we are definitely um going to be I'm all over the place. Um you've you've thrown me off. <laughs> uh we, today we are reviewing season seven, the penultimate uh season of uh Game of Thrones. And yeah, uh, so this is the penultimate, 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 penultimate. Pendulet. Pendulet. This is the, uh, (laughs) Pendulet season of Game of Thrones. Uh, no, this is the, this is the second to last. It's the penultimate. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes. Yes. Uh, this season was seven episodes long and, uh, yeah, it's very much, very much, uh, you know, getting everything kind of set in place for the, for the final season in the series end. Um, so we are going to, as we have on seasons previous, we're going to dive into spoilers pretty much from the get go. So if you want to remain unspoiled for season seven of game of Thrones please do not listen to this episode because we are going to be spoiling the hell out of uh, game of Thrones season seven and previous seasons to it. So, um, make sure you, you come back and listen to us when you do watch the season. Um, okay. So tiny, we have reviewed each season, really each season of game of Thrones for the last three seasons. We skipped Mm -hmm. season four, but we did season three also. Mm -hmm. Um, what were your expectations going into season seven? And uh, yeah, what did what did you think going into season seven? How what was your excitement level at?
1: I had a very setbackish couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was some some quality podcasting right there. <laughs> setbackish. Uh, I I feel like I feel like the last two seasons were major setbacks. I I feel like they were. I had lost a lot of my enthusiasm for the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wasn't especially excited for the season to start. You know, I was looking forward to it. I was like, all right, some more Game of Thrones. Good deal. At the end of the day, there's going to be some death and some boobs. Um, (laughs) And so, uh, you know, I was somewhat excited for it to start. And I was just like, you know, I was like, they need to do something this season. Like, (laughs) things need to happen. Um, reference our last couple episodes where mm-hmm. I talked about. I, I remember I kept using the word toil. You did repeatedly. Yeah, I'm so
0: glad we've got the um, perfecta.
1: yeah <laughs> the third episode. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert: I won't be using the word toil this time nice. uh, to describe it. Um, so I, I was I was very incensed with the showrunners and with mm-hmm. everyone involved in the show. I was. I was frustrated I was frustrated with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And so I was like you need you need to draw us back in with this season. You need to things need to happen, shit needs to go down. You know, we need to see some dragons and some some plot. Mm-hmm. And uh so maybe that was maybe
0: some ice, maybe some fire.
1: Yes. Maybe <laughs> maybe a song or two. Maybe some games. Maybe <laughs> some thrones. I mean right. Yeah, they needed. they needed to they needed their their best their best foot forward for this season um that was my expectations Mm -hmm. so they needed to they needed to woo me back pretty much (laughs) okay not that not that it's ever been bad enough that i would have been in the series Mm -hmm. but i'm saying you know i like i said much of my enthusiasm had had faltered
0: i i was kind of the same way and it goes back to the end of season five and really season five as a whole. Um, was when I started to really kind of. It wasn't necessarily that I started to lose interest in the show, but it kind of seemed less. I was less of an obsessive viewer of it. Like I was not. I was not looking at each. I was not looking forward to each episode and and, and watching with bated breath and and piecing together all of these things. I wasn't mm-hmm. constantly thinking about the show. It was just like, it kind of it, throughout season five and even most of season six. It was kind of like a show that I could feel it toiling um, Mm -hmm. and feel it kind of getting to a point where I was kind of being patient with it as it was trying. It was like, (laughs) it was kind of like how our listeners must feel anytime I talk because it kind of felt like I was sitting there, like the last few seasons of the show have felt like I've been sitting there watching someone try to articulate what they want to tell me, <laughs> struggle so hard, and then disregard editing so that I have to put up with it. All right. And uh, finally get through it. Um, so that was like at least seasons five and six, I felt like it was just it was very much like there was a weird shift in the tone of the season series that it became kind of clear. And especially last season in season six, that it became kind of clear that, that they're off book, that they're not, that George R. 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 Martin hasn't published anything uh, past where they're, where they're at in the show. So they are kind of going into uncharted territory where yes, they do have outlines and they have, they've, they obviously talked to George RR R. R. Martin and everything, but from everything I understand, it's it was already a pretty big departure from the books and then now they're going into an area that hasn't been written yet and I felt like that had been pretty apparent because it kind of felt like the way that the way that situations were coming up and the way that people were put into place and, and situations were handled and, and built toward it felt more like they were pacing it differently than when it was when they had books to kind of guide them into pacing. And I, I felt that for seasons five and six and then somewhat spoiler. I kind of felt that a little bit here in season seven, but um, we'll get to that here in, here in a moment. But overall going into season seven, I was um I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't unexcited or I wasn't, I didn't feel like it was a chore or anything. I was excited for the show. I just, I was just hopeful that they would, Get back on track and everything. Um, so, Tiny, having said our thoughts on on how we anticipated the uh, show uh, for the seventh season, how'd you feel about the season overall? And uh, then we can go into a more nuanced discussion of it. Mm-hmm.
1: I effing loved the season. Nice, loved it. Like, I think I think it might be my favorite season so far. Nice, really loved it. I mean, they they literally did the exact opposite of what they did in seasons. Five and six, at least <laughs> in my book. You know, Arya was goofing off playing assassin, and Tyrion was trying to figure out what the hell he wanted to do with his life, and mm. Daenerys playing around in marine, and just mm. everybody was just stationary, and nothing was happening. Right, and like you already had these well established characters, and they were just throwing more onto the characters, and that's all it was. And I love character development, mm-hmm. but the, the the plot was just going nowhere. It was driving me nuts. And plot was the name of the freaking game in season seven. <laughs> There's so much plot that an entire battle wasn't even shown when the Lannisters took Highgarden, they just cut to the end. And that was like, yeah, like that's how much <laughs> plot there was in the season. And I was like, thank you. It was a plot <laughs> overdose and I loved it. That's what I needed. That's what mm-hmm. I really needed to bring me back into the show. Um, and everybody was just on their game. I mean, we have, we had a convergence of characters finally mm-hmm. coming back together um and and there's so many there were reunions Mm -hmm. (laughs) man it was just great like you know to see all these characters come back together and to see dragons burning people to death and um man it was just so cool (laughs) i really love. i loved this season um Mm -hmm. this is the first time that i watched a couple episodes twice
0: Oh really? Yeah, like nice. I, I
1: wanted to watch the finale again mm. before we recorded this, but it, it was an hour and a half. I didn't yeah. have time. Um, yeah, it was. It was everything I've wanted this show to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm not trying to like dismiss the first, you know, three or four seasons. They were sure. all really good seasons of television. But man, this one was just, you know, they got the popularity and the budget and everything's, you know, you know what you got with the game with Game of Thrones. You know what your your established characters and your settings and all that. It's all there and you just ramp it up to all, like full RPM, sixth gear. That's what this season was for me. And I'm I was so satisfied with it. It was just awesome.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, I How did
1: you feel, Matt? You
0: know, I, I enjoyed it too. I really did. Maybe not to the to the extent that you did. I wasn't I wasn't like and it's hard to say because I mean it was in terms of of filmmaking and just just the the payoff of so much stuff this season. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it was like payoff overload. Yeah, that's a good um,
1: another good term for the yeah
0: payoff. And like there, like you said, there were so many reunions, and I think I told this to Fekus, but. Um, <laughs> like every time there was a reunion I just like in my head and I did this when I played like mass effect and and a bunch of other things I do this all the time but like there's a scene where uh John like like Theon comes to uh Dragonstone and John's there and then they see each other and then John goes up to him and like in my head I just like granted like he like the scene is that John goes up to him is like uh like Theon asks how Sansa is and and john's just like i you're the only reason or she's the only reason that i'm not that i'm not killing you right now or something like that uh, which was really cool but like anytime i see like a reunion like that i like in my head just because i'm a dick i'm just like in my head i'm just like theon you son of a bitch <laughs> and like when sansa and aria like finally reunite i'm like aria you son of a bitch <laughs> i don't i don't know why it's so dumb but that's great. Yeah, anyway, um yeah, I liked the season overall quite a bit and it made me really excited like the way that the season ends has me convinced that the last season is going to just be balls balls to the wall action just insanity. Mm-hmm. Um because they only have 6 episodes. Yeah. Which is Also to the detriment of the show, I think. Um, we'll talk more about this, uh, more about this as we go on, but I kind of feel like we've gotten so many, like characters have shifted around so much and finally gotten into place to where they're, where like the, the writers are setting it up for the, the final run of episodes. It's like you get like, you get like Danny and John meeting and then over the course of, four or five episodes, they're falling in love and they're, and they're basically, you know, becoming a romantic relationship and that's all well and good. And that's, that's fine. But I, I just wish that we had these, like, I wish that the show had put these characters in place and then given them two or three seasons to really develop those relationships. Cause we've had six seasons of John, uh, at the wall north of the wall in winterfell we've had danny all over the place and then finally in westeros and then they come together and then finally like they're like they're almost immediately like hooking up on a boat and they're like <laughs> that's great and everything but it's just like i kind of wish we had more time with them together to really develop them as romantic romantic interests and everything like you know it it really took it kind of took the wind out of out of the the whole incest for it like it it really <laughs> took my excitement away from the incest plot um, but like we had that and then like i kind of felt like uh aria as much as i as much as i like that character and i'm glad that she's at winterfell and she's not just running around and, and well okay i'm glad that she's not running around and just just you know toiling as you as you said tiny mm hmm But also, she's kind of just running around and toiling in Winterfell. Um, I had, I had some issues with the whole Littlefinger subplot. Like, um, I'd said this a few episodes into the season. I was like, I'm getting really, really bored with Littlefinger trying to manipulate Sansa and all this. And then when you throw Arya into the mix, it's, it was, it kind of made me, like, I don't know, we're, 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 I'm jumping around like I always do on these, but like the end game of that plot line with, uh, the, the surviving Starks at Winterfell, basically killing Littlefinger, like doing, like actually, you know, passing a sentence on a, on a character and like doing like executing Littlefinger and like, like that moment, like I like that because that is the remaining Starks. Coming together and doing essentially what Ned Stark did at the be- at the in the first scene of the series, right? And like I liked that connection, everything. I just felt like Littlefinger is a character that's been been in the series since the beginning, and it kind of felt a little. It felt more expected than anything because we had that kind of weird scene with uh, Arya and Sansa where they're in like that whole episode where Arya and Sansa are kind of at each other's throats and it's very threatening and it's. It felt less like they were, um, it felt less like they were um, talking to each other in a threatening manner, and more like the writers were just like, okay, we need the audience to believe that they're that they that they could be capable of hurting each other, so that the twist that that they're really conspiring against Littlefinger is is what's going on. I'm just like, like uh, I couldn't help myself but to think that when when Arya sliced Littlefinger's throat. All I kept thinking was that scene at the end of um the previous episode where they're talking and and Sansa finds finds the faces and, and Arya uh very threateningly kind of has the dagger and then tosses it over to her. I'm just like, what was the purpose of that scene if they were working together to to, you know, conspiring to to take down Littlefinger? Like like was that solely for our benefit? And if it wasn't, and if it was, like, them sizing each other up and Arya just, like, them coming together to, to do that, like, why not show that to us? Like, it felt cheap to kind of conceal that for us. But, yeah, l- let's go with that. Like, what did you think yeah. of that whole plot line?
1: I, I agree. I think that... I I liked the plot line. My problem mm-hmm. was the scene you laid out where Sansa finds the faces, <laughs> yeah. and they have their little confrontation. That was incredibly misguided mm-hmm. in, in my mind. I think if they had had an argument mm-hmm. where... You know, Arya was was upset with Sansa about how little Littlefinger just tries to manipulate her all the time and mm-hmm. they had like a sister fight. Yeah. That would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. Um I, I like the direction that 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 plot line took because mm-hmm. Littlefinger needed to die three yeah, seasons ago. He really did. Um but, you know, s- still it was incredibly satisfying to watch watch him die the way he did and mm-hmm. um I remember watching the, I don't know if you watched the after this episode things with DB Weiss and, um, David Benioff. David Benioff. But I, I don't remember which one of them it was, but he was talking about how he was really curious to see what Aiden Gillen was going to do in that scene Mm -hmm. because we've, in seven years, we've literally never seen him like that before. Mm -hmm. He's always two, two steps ahead of the game. He's always so calculated Mm -hmm. and, you know, he's, he just knows exactly what's going to happen. He sees all sides, mm-hmm. but he was totally taken by surprise. Yeah. During that scene and it was so cool to see that sniveling little asshole finally, yeah. you know, not he unable to defend himself and he didn't have a way out of that situation. Mm-hmm. That was incredible to see that. So the, the culmination of it I thought was great and everything, but you're you're right. I think I think it was a bit hamfisted the way they mm-hmm. the way they handled it. Before that, the scenes leading up to it, I think were a little bit ham fisted in it. In the end, you know, given what happened, it was, it was just so weird that like everybody knew what was going to happen. Yeah. I, I feel like there was maybe 10% of the Game of Thrones viewership who were sitting there watching that scene in the Great Hall, like, oh my god, Sansa's about to put her, her sister on trial. What's going yeah. on? This is great. I don't think anybody was thinking that. Right. Um, and I'm usually the gullible dumbass who falls for that <laughs> stuff. And even I was like, I think she's going to have Littlefinger killed here. This is right. exactly, you know. Um, so I agree with you to that extent. Mm. But. I I definitely that's definitely a gripe for the season that yeah was, that that scene specifically where she finds the faces was like why are they doing this yeah but so.
0: but yeah and in like the actual trial scene and in that that sequence like I I was on board with that after the reveal that that they were going after Littlefinger like I mean I had problems with it but like seeing seeing his reaction seeing like I loved how it was like uh like it was they checkmated him like when she was like she just basically said, like, oh, you did this. Do you deny these claims? And like <laughs> asking him point blank and he can't. Um and then just also Bran.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like that was that was just cool. I loved how the Starks came together like that. I just I don't know. I just felt like and part of it may be just that the show has grown so much to where I am. Like my blood pressure rises when there's a battle scene. Like Battle mm. of the Bastards is, Bastards is freaking exhausting to watch. Yeah. Like it. Like I. Like it made me physically, like almost physically uncomfortable to watch that for the first time because I was so, like it's such a massive thing and it's so terrifying, and so brilliantly done. And like same with like the big scene in Spoils of War, and the bear scene in in Beyond the Wall in mm-hmm. so many other sequences in the show's history like they are, these are huge moments and like time was that i would get super nervous because a character could get just killed yeah. instantly and like i feel like i'm i'm so accustomed to like maybe a fucking dragon's going to go and just just boil people alive right that now it's like oh <laughs> a character got his throat slit that's fine that's okay <laughs> yeah um, but i did think it was it was Poetic that she slit his throat so he couldn't speak anymore. I thought yeah. that was that was that was a, that was the way to do it. Perfect. Yeah. Um. It's funny yeah. you
1: mentioned your blood pressure thing or like mm-hmm. your heart racing. Yeah. Uh. My partner at work is mm-hmm. is a Game of Thrones junkie too. Okay. We, we spend every Monday talking about it. Mm-hmm. And she she has an, uh, an Apple Watch and okay. she oh which monitors your heart rate. Mm-hmm. And she actually showed me her data for when she was watching uh Beyond the Wall, the okay. penultimate episode of the penultimate season. Mm-hmm. Um and she like anytime there's a significant change it marks it and tells okay. you what your heart rate actually is mm-hmm. and like she was sitting there pointing to like okay this is the part where the bear jumped out of the snow that's it scared awesome. the shit out of everybody this is the part where the dragon got shot mm-hmm. and like she was literally it was like it was going from like 76 beats per minute to like 110 and it was that's awesome it was so cool i was like man that's You should like email that to HBO or something. You know, it's like literally data they can use. Um, Wow. But that's how I think that that's partly indicative of how great the show was this season. Yeah. And for me, anyways.
0: Yeah. and, And that's indicative to how I feel about the show a lot. Like, I like watching the show is it gives me a nervous anxiety. Like, watching it, because, like, like, that scene at the end of the first episode where Sam is walking through the Hall of the Citadel, and, like, it's eventually revealed that, like, like he's walking down the hall and then like someone grabs his arm and it's Jorah, because uh, you see the grayscale and everything. Like, I was terrified, because I thought, like, is something going to happen? Like, is, is Sam going to get murdered right now? Yeah. Like, I was nervous until it was just, like, showing that Jorah was there. It was just, like, I get... Like the suspense is so strong, but, and it, that was something that I felt was lacking in, in, in the Littlefinger scene. But, mm-hmm. um, we're bouncing around a lot. So yeah. let's, let's kind of go back to the beginning of the season. Uh, how did you feel about the placement of the characters? So, like, they had Danny go to Dragonstone, they had, um, Cersei be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of? Let's, let's go with the Cersei plot line. How did you feel about that? plotline overall um i i kind
1: of feel like um her her plotline this season was the weakest out of out of all of them Mm -hmm. and i think it's because she's just kind of sitting back watching how things go you know she's she's holding a lot of the cards if you will Mm -hmm. uh for the game they're playing Mm -hmm. um analogies (laughs) um yeah but i you know i i think i think she's her it was still fascinating to watch her because she she's fully embracing that she's like the mad queen now she's Mm kind of like taking up the mantle of mad monarchies in Mm -hmm. this world and you know she's she's just full-on just like you know sleeping with her brother out in the open and um she's she's making moves with the the bank and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and she's you know, we're going to go take high garden and that's that, that's what's going to happen. And it's right. just like, she's very, she's being deliberate. She's not trying to like play a game anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's turned into full blown war now. Right. And, and she's making moves like, like a, a general with an army yeah. at the helm and like, so, or at the helm of an army, if you mm-hmm. will. Um. And more so of a
0: show of power than, than yes. calculating.
1: Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. So I really appreciated that. Cause I mean, She's an absolutely despicable person, mm-hmm. but it's incredible to watch her, mm-hmm. and she's super fascinating. Um, and to to see her embracing that side of herself, or at least you know making it public and just not not holding back anymore is it's shocking. The lengths that she's gone to uh, over the seasons, and and now it's all just coming to a head. So while I think she was she was a little bit not boring. But I, I think I was just a little more interested in what others the, the other mm-hmm. characters are just so strong and their plots were just right. so amazing that I was that's that's what I wanted to
0: focus on more than Cersei. Mm-hmm. Um Braun and Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> uh first of all, yeah, I agree with everything you said about Cersei. Uh she is uh, she is the like you said, she's the new mad queen essentially and I think more more than being interested in her character, I was more interested in Jamie's reactions to her character. Um, and there's an interesting theory about Tyrion that I'll talk about later. Just remind me to <laughs> okay. But um, with Jamie, I, I liked his turn throughout the season. It was like he was maybe one of the only characters that was still kind of toiling a little bit, like because mm-hmm. he was kind of. It was a transition period for him, I guess. Right. Cuz like he is kind of just standing by watching his sister lover um <laughs> kind of become the new like mad queen. Right. And uh and like there's what I what I took away from the look at the end of season 6 was that like I kind of like the idea of him being put into a position where he he may need to do the same thing that he, that he's known for as the Kingslayer. Mm-hmm. Like he may need to, you know, Queenslay. Right. Um, And that's, that's kind of something that was in the back of my mind throughout the whole season. And I kind of like the way that he was developed throughout the season. It was just like kind of a transitional period. I'm not, I'm not really sure what he's doing now. <laughs> like, yeah. Is he going to go to the North and fight with them? I would assume. Cause it seemed like he was on, the King's Road.
1: Yeah, he's kind I'm of going rogue, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It, it was interesting to see him try to decide or try to wrestle with what's right mm-hmm. and like what you know the fact that he loves his sister and that yeah. they're uh, together now and mm-hmm. they 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 they're in a position where they can just be open about their relationship and just right. do what they want really. But mm-hmm. she's going nuts, and he kind I think he kind of has this pull to the light side, if you will. You know, he kind of. He's seeing the other side, I think, in a different yeah. way, and to see him struggle with that was, yeah, I agree. I I, I enjoyed Jamie this year as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I'm interested to see how his character goes through. But the spoils of war. Let's let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that episode itself uh, is freak, like that sequence at the end with the dragon and and everything was was astounding to me. Um, in just like one of those scenes where it's like it's intense. Like we've followed we followed Danny for seven seasons or six and a half seasons at that point. And like we know everything about her army and she has dragons and we we know all of this. We haven't seen it in practice against you know the uh the like cersei's forces or anything but like to actually see that it's like it's amazing and it and it really was a great way to usher in the panic of of jamie and and uh showing that he like he knows they can't win right um, i thought that was that was that was a good way to go about it what did you think of that sequence and the special effects in the episode and in, in the season as a whole
1: i agree um it's you know on one hand we have cersei making all her power plays and then you know D- daenerys who's who's kind of being the good queen and you know she's she's famous for breaking chains and she's kind of she doesn't slaughter people needlessly <laughs> she's still ruthless obviously but mm-hmm. you know com- compared to cersei not not quite so crazy mm-hmm. um and so she just she just kind of says, "Screw it, and just takes her dragon and just lays waste to half mm-hmm. the lannisters um in in incredibly fantastic fashion yeah. um you know that the the loot train thing or whatever they call it I don't mm-hmm. remember what the name of the battle the loot train battle or something like that, sure was just astounding, and mm-hmm. you know that that would have been like an entire season back in the first three or four seasons, that would have been like the big penultimate uh, scene of the season. But this was just like, what was this? That was episode number four. It's the midpoint of the season. I mean, it was like, you know, it it wasn't necessarily a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, to see her just take the reins, if you will, pardon the pun, and just, (laughs) and just go balls to the wall was just unbelievable. Um, Seeing that, We hadn't really – we'd seen a dragon, you know, breathe fire and kill people with with Mm -hmm. fire, but we'd never seen it in a battle scenario. Yeah. And that finally came to fruition. Um, Like you said, the season of payoffs. Yeah. This was a huge payoff, and just – it was like – if you think about making a movie or making a TV show Mm – all of the logistics and the safety involved in setting an actor on fire, like a fire right. scene. You see it in a lot of movies and it's, it's, it's kind of a common thing, but you see one or two people on fire. Mm-hmm. They had like 15 people on fire, like actual actors, yeah. like not CGI. They're like 15 people on fire at once. I've, I've never seen that ever right. anywhere. Maybe it exists in another movie or something, but I've never mm. seen it. And I was sitting there watching that and I was like, holy Shit, how did they, <laughs> like, just from a logistical standpoint, you'd have to have, like, six fire departments there yeah. monitoring that situation. And, like, you just up the ante for someone getting hurt. And I was just like, man, that's just super ballsy. And yeah. I was just beyond impressed by that, that choice you know the choice of the filmmakers to go that extreme with it mm-hmm. was unbelievable and it was really hard to watch like yeah. people just being burned alive just oh, to yeah. try to imagine that it's such a such a horrendous thing mm-hmm. to be to be burned at all and then just to be to be burned so badly that it kills you that's just yeah uh, man that's just it was hard to it's, watch it's
0: it's brutal oh yeah yeah and i i liked that like that sequence like like i said blood pressure like that like as soon as i as like we had a nice like scene between jamie and braun where they're like like the whole time i'm anytime there's a scene with them i'm like i just want to see a buddy comedy with them. like a buddy comedy road trip movie like i would love to see that Mm -hmm. but um (laughs) which is funny because because the actor who plays braun was in somewhat of a (laughs) role <laughs> in a black mirror episode um uh yeah do you remember that i don't episode? remember that one no oh it's 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 a oh yeah, yeah a okay good one. now yeah. i remember it okay yeah, yeah disturbing yeah. Mm-hmm. but anyway um but no i would love to see that but uh but like the moment that they hear like that noise like it's it's the fucking dragon yeah and it's just like there's that build up it's just like you look over you look at the hill and you just you hear it and it's dark and like that whole time i was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like freaking out and uh yeah that whole sequence was phenomenal it was a, it was a, it was amazing and i loved the i loved I loved all like probably one of my standout things from the whole season is and maybe the whole series, honestly, is uh, the the relationship between Jamie and Tyrion. Like mm-hmm. you get that whole scene where like Tyrion is watching the battle unfold and like he's watching Jamie take the spear and like go after um Danny. And like he's like stop, like he's like he's like quietly saying, like, don't do it. Don't do it. You idiot. Don't do it. And, like, he he does it, but, like, God, that, oh, man. Like, it's I was intense. so, yes, I was so pissed that that was the end of the episode. Like, not because I was, like, oh, I want to see what happens, but I was just, like, I kind of wanted more of a resolution because it was, like, it was something that was, like, my heart rate was up so much that, like, when it ended, it was just, like i needed i needed like a denouement i needed like yeah something to bring me back down yeah but uh but it's yeah. funny
1: it's funny you mentioned that because i wanted to talk about that scene too mm-hmm. because as i was watching it you know i talked about how i a lot of the times i'm the gullible idiot who falls for that kind of crap mm-hmm. well I, I was sitting there watching that and i was like one of these two people is about to die I, right now
0: i thought that i thought that yeah too.
1: literally on the edge of my seat i was mm-hmm. like oh my jamie's about to get burned by fire to death Mm -hmm. like that's about to happen. Oh my god, what the hell? And, you know, you can you can criticize it because it's a bit cliche that, you know, Braun comes out of nowhere and Mm -hmm. tackles him into the water. But I was like, oh my God, thank God they did that, because I don't know if I could (laughs) have taken one of those two people dying. Oh my God. Right. (sighs) Because my ultimate hope for the show is that I hope uh Daenerys ascends to the throne. Like Mm -hmm. I hope that's that's how the show ends. I hope that she becomes the queen of Westeros and, Mm -hmm. you know, finds her rightful place as the, the queen of Westeros. But, uh, and so to think that she, she's about to die, you know, which I didn't think that's the way it was going to go, but I was like, what are these two people's about to die? And Mm -hmm. that just like, yeah, heart rate, heart and throat Mm -hmm. going nuts. Just, yeah, that was, that was intense.
3: Yeah. Awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, and we'll talk about our expectations for the final season, but, I don't, I don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. either. I yeah. don't either. That's what I wanted, but, uh, yeah, right. I, I'm not sure that's what's going to happen. Yeah.
0: Uh, so there was a lot of comments about Bran and being uh-huh. a three-eyed raven, and it's like the memes from it is, it are so funny to me. Uh, yeah. like there was, there was, <laughs> like in one of the, I think it was like the first or second episode when Bran, I think it was the second episode when Bran is talking to Sansa and he's like, I'm the three eyed Raven now. Yeah. And then she's like, what does that mean? And then he's just like, like the way that the commenters on the internet like took it was that it was just basically like, uh, I'm the three eyed Raven. What does that mean? And, uh, and then Bran's like, you looked really nice the night you were, you were raped. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, chill. I know. Like, just, <laughs> like, I just wanted to know what it means. Like, yeah. the
1: I, fuck? I saw another, another meme where, um, where someone was like, so Bran can literally see anything that he wants, you know, maybe tell your bastard brother, John that he's a Targaryen. Yeah. Maybe tell everyone that the White Walkers are like basically on the door. Right. Now I'm going to tell my sister that she looked really pretty when she was getting raped.
0: <laughs> right. I'm
1: like, dude, she are you says- kidding me? <laughs>
0: We'll talk more about this uh, later because it's a big moment. But <laughs> I think I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of Beyond the Wall, like someone someone commented online and said, Bran, uh, Bran, like hypothetically, like Bran talking to Daenerys, and he's just like, "You looked really pretty the night your or the day that your dragon in that white dress when your when your dragon was murdered." <laughs> oh my god just like that's so awesome oh
1: i thought you're gonna reference when uh sam sam yes. came in and and uh, like basically the end of the episode mm. pretty much and you know he sam was like oh did you see that in the vision and he just holds up the parchment from the raven right that was real that i thought was that great. was like i thought that was kind of a fuck you to the internet from the yeah because it's like yeah oh you're saying all this shit well there you go. Like I thought that was really funny.
0: That was good. That and uh and see like that I saw someone um post a meme of that scene saying that uh uh like Sam saying Oh, uh like like Bran saying something like something like I'm the three eyed Raven, I can see everything that ever was and everything. John's actually uh a, a Targaryen. Uh or John is John's name is actually uh should be John Sand since he's he's a bastard. And then Sam's just like, no, uh, Rhaegar, uh, Rhaegar got an annulment and married Lyanna. Um, and then it just showed Brandon's face and just said hashtag shook. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. That's funny. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're getting off the rails a little bit here. So that was a big set piece with that. What did you think of the high garden thing? Like them, like in the kind of, I, I love the way that, it was revealed like when, when uh, the Unsullied took Casterly Rock because that's, it's, it was a really great scene because you had Tyrion narrating, narrating it and showing it as if, you know, they were going to take Casterly Rock and then it just reveals that they're not there, mm-hmm. that they were at Highgarden and they, they took Highgarden and that's why like, it was all like, I liked that kind of maneuvering and everything. Um, what did you think of that? And also what did you think of the, Freaking scene with, uh, with Jamie and uh, um, I can never remember her name. Lady Tyrrell. Lady Terrell, Yeah.
1: Olenna. Olenna, Elena. Olena right? Elena. Terrell. Yeah. Diana Rig. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: well, Diana. I think Diana Rig is a national treasure. I yeah, me too. Love her. My favorite Bond girl of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene was phenomenal, and I loved. I loved the whole. You know, the the wine scene where she's talking yeah. to Jamie, and you know, kind of one of Jamie's little gullible moments mm-hmm. really gets thrown in his face. That was. Just that was wonderful. so.
0: That was, yeah. that was, that was like such a Game of Thrones thing. It was. It was so great. Like, I love, like, I was think I was like mulling it over after the episode ended. And I just loved, like, that scene, that acting in that scene is just freaking unreal. Like, mm-hmm. so good. Loved it. Yeah. And just the fact that, like, the way it's written is like, it, it was so beautiful because it's like... She had. She was just like, uh, yeah. Is there going to be any pain? And then he's like, No, I I made sure that there was there wouldn't be any pain or anything. And then she just downs it. And then she's like, Oh yeah, I wouldn't want to die like your son did. <laughs> yeah. Um. By the way, I did it. Peace out. Tell Cersei.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that she knows it was me. It's that like, was so damn. That's cold as shit. That was
0: so good. And it feels like to me,
1: at least in my opinion, the last couple seasons was a lot of gotcha moments like that mm-hmm. or like very clever turn of phrase moments, dialogue scenes like that. Mm-hmm. And those were awesome. And I, I liked those over the last couple of seasons and the show was very good at those things. They've done mm-hmm. that over the last, the whole entire run of the show. But, you know, I, like I said, I've, I've been ready for some action and some, for some of the plots to move forward. And right. And so, like I said, this was the season of plot and, and payoff. And so to have one of those classic, Fuck you! Scenes yeah. thrown in there was really like nice and refreshing, mm-hmm. and you know it's they're kind of showing everybody like, yeah, we're, we're still going to do this kind of stuff too, um right? Right? But yeah, I I think the the comeuppance of that whole scenario was really well done because mm-hmm. I was sitting there saying like, yeah, Danny's about to show all these assholes that she's the true heir to the throne, and she's mm-hmm. just going to show them how how awesome her forces are and they're gonna you know take Castle rock and wipe out half the lannisters it's gonna be awesome and you know Tyrion's gonna show how right he is and how he you know he was born to be the hand of the king and he's super smart and he knows exactly what he's doing and then they just fail so hard <laughs> yeah it's like you know it's like it's like we're not just it's like the showrunners are saying we're not just going to give this to you you're not just going to sit here and be able to figure this out you're not just going to be able to enjoy this moment Mm -hmm. this is going to be hard like Danny is badass as hell and she has the unsullied and her dragons and Mm -hmm. she's got a lot of things working in her favor the the dothraki Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be easy for her do not underestimate what the lannisters are capable of Mm -hmm. and that was really, really brilliant on the mm-hmm. showrunner's part. I, I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, I, me I neither. Not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought that was super brilliant that, mm-hmm. you know, you thought it was going to be one thing and they just totally flipped it on you. And it, it turned out to be a, a really nice piece of strategy, like war mm-hmm. strategy stuff. I thought it was absolutely very and that's, cool.
0: And that's something that I really liked. Like, I wanted that in the season. Like, like when we had, like, uh, in season two, like the War of the... F- Five Kings, I think. Like mm. that was a that was a cool, like, military esque thing. Um that like like a lot of it was like it was a lot of the season and a lot of the show has been just maneuvering forces and everything. And I, I like that when it's in this when it's in the show and everything. Uh so I I like that we got pieces of that as well. And seeing um oh, oh, yeah, let's let's switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about the Iron Islands and and you're you're on uh, Greyjoy and, and Yara and Theon. Um, I, minor gripe about the finale. Um, cause, and I feel like the writing, there's, there's some little hints of writing just not really working for me. Okay. Like the whole, like the fight that Theon has with, with what's his name, uh, at the, at, in the finale where he's like, like he's commanding them to go, go with him to to save yara mm-hmm. um which i wish that that had some kind of resolution this season because i feel like there's too much going on me too to do that That's exactly yeah what i was gonna say yeah especially with six episodes left i feel like there's just way too much there's no time for that there's no yeah yeah, yeah. um but anyway like the the whole like they're fighting it's like it's Kind of like, oh yeah, Theon's getting the shit kicked out of him, and then like his big triumphant moment was when he kicks him in the balls. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't have any balls. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I felt like, like I actually said, like I was like, okay, that's pretty stupid. That yeah, that was dumb. You're better than that, Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was not feeling um, that scene. I've I've kind of been over Theon for a while. Yeah, and the Greyjoy is really because do you think about what the Iron Islands are? They like. They're like North Korea because they have, they have nothing. Like they have to import everything because mm-hmm. nothing grows on their island. All they, they literally have to be rape and pillagers. Like right. they, they talk about it in the show. Like yeah. that's how they survive is they go and they raid villages and take all their stuff so that they have food to eat and weapons and all that stuff. Cause nothing, they can't get anything from their land that they have. Right. And so I feel like the Greyjoys are kind of insignificant because you know, in the in, in the grand scheme of things, the Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. they're never gonna take the throne. They're never gonna be that that uh, threatening. They, they can't threaten. To, they don't have they don't have that kind of power. Right. They're very useful. They have a ridiculous navy and everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just like they're always gonna be a, they're always gonna be a pawn. Mm-hmm. In the in the game, you know, what I mean, they're never going to be a king or queen, in yeah. like, if, to use a chess analogy, right? Um, and so I, I'm not not to say they're not interesting characters, and you know, what's dead may never die is cool, mm. and the whole, you know, they drown people, and like that's cool. It's it's cool, yeah, and they're cool characters, but it's just like you sh- you should have you should have addressed their relevance in a past season and gotten through yeah. all this and. And 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 relegated them to the to their role as a as a useful pawn in the game mm-hmm. instead of being a a primary set piece that we have to conclude their stories now right. in the last six episodes. So I agree yeah. with you. I thought that was I thought that was a dumb scene, and I just didn't mm. care that much. Um, I I don't have a lot of interest in Theon yeah. anymore.
0: I like the scene that preceded it with him and Jon. Yes, that was really cool. That was very nice. Um, I liked that. Yeah, and that was that was beautiful because that's two people who were essentially raised by the same person. Yeah. That's neither of their father. Right. And it's just like, it's so like, it was, it was a great way to, uh, like a great kind of cap on that, that relationship essentially. And then to kind of further show a, I mean, John in kind of a leadership kind of way or kind of a, uh, counseling way, mm-hmm. um, and compassionate and also just kind of show like, Oh, Theon's like, okay, I'm not going to be, a coward anymore i'm gonna go save my sister yeah but
1: the characters are the parallels between those two characters are so great because they're both kind of torn between two cultures Mm -hmm. you know theon is a Greyjoy, and a stark and you know john might not know it Mm -hmm. but he's a targaryen and a stark and he kind of yeah he and a
0: bastard so yeah right
1: but i feel like he knows that there's something else to himself Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the Lord of Light brought him back for a reason. Right. You know? Um, and so I, I feel like they kind of connect over that. And that scene was like succinct and to the point. Mm-hmm. They didn't need to draw that out and have a bunch of crazy dialogue or anything. It was it was as poignant as it needed to be. Mm-hmm. I, I did like that scene as well. So. Yeah.
0: Um, what did but you yeah, think I'm, of the – I'm oh, not looking
1: ahead. forward to the, what they do with the Greyjoys in the last season. Yeah. They could totally surprise me and make it awesome and it'll mm-hmm. be great, but I'm not – I'm not looking forward to it that much.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going to go on with Theon and, and Yara at all. Yeah. I, I kind of, I like that Euron is still in the game because, you know, he's he's basically, they have that whole thing with Cersei. Mm-hmm. But uh, further than that, it's just like, I don't really care about the Iron Islands that much.
1: Yeah. Even if um, they devote 20 minutes of the last 10 hours mm-hmm. or whatever, nine, 10 hours that the six yeah. episodes will probably be that, that even that scene sounds like too much to me.
0: Right. Yeah. Same yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but what did you think about the night naval battle, uh, early in the season where you're on attacks, uh, the, the ship with, uh, the, the Dorn ship that has right. the, the sand snakes and everyone?
1: Um, I, I didn't necessarily see it coming, but I didn't see that working out all that well sure. for Danny and company. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see that you know, their plan. I didn't see that plan working out very well. I just didn't know how it was going to get foiled. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was, it was pretty brutal. And, yeah. and you know, it's, I just kind of spent a minute or two shitting on the gray joys. Sure. And I didn't necessarily mean to, because in that scene, it shows how brutal they are and yeah. how, you know, they don't, they don't come in and negotiate with you. They just, mm-hmm. they, they kill you. They rape and pillage. They yeah. take, they take things. They're borderline thieves. Mm-hmm. um, they're invade they're foreign invaders and so yeah. like to they're marauders yeah
0: they're border borderline thieves. hey 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 let's not let's not label them something they rape and pillage
1: they're not thieves yeah they're pirates yeah. I mean, They're pirates let's yeah.
0: let's not go around throwing the t-word out there. all right they're rapists and- the t-word
1: <laughs> awesome um but yeah that that scene was brutal. I mean it, oh, was, yeah. it was brutal the the way the way they wage war mm-hmm. was impressive. Yeah. And, I, and I, relentless. I, yeah, I liked <laughs> I liked that part.
0: Yeah, and I love that I mean that's how the show gets rid of the sand snakes. I know. <laughs> like it's uh, yeah.
1: They yeah. were they were this epic thing and it's mm-hmm. they were so cool and you know girl yeah. power and then they right. just half of them are god and the other two are in shackles. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. And
0: that scene with the uh, um. Uh, I do not uh, remember her name. Something sand. It's it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Her the and, viper's and sister, right? Viper's lover, I think.
1: Oh, I thought she was his sister. I don't know. I thought they were brother and sister. Oh, I thought, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, no,
0: I thought that they, they were lovers because she's the one that no, it, it, uh, they were lovers, right? Okay. Yeah, I know they
1: were lovers, but I thought they were brothers. Oh, so brothers! So, I
0: don't know, fuck, I don't yeah, know because the show doesn't give a shit about incest, so. right? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was such a cool, like Cersei's a despicable character and everything,
1: but that was super Cersei, like that. That
0: was that was pretty awesome. It was like especially when she kisses her, hot. It's I mean, so uh, so hot, but um, <laughs> but like when she kisses her and then like. It took me a second and then I like real like I was like oh fuck <laughs> and like that is I mean that is so that is just that is so terrible. Yeah. It's like fuck
1: brutal as shit. Yeah. I, I almost wish they would have uh had another scene in a future episode mm-hmm. where she's like having a conversation with someone or like someone's like, I need to see the queen, and like, okay, well, I'll take you to the queen. And she's just in that cell, looking just like looking over, smiling over their decomposing bodies. That
0: would have been cool.
1: And just just like it's nothing, just yeah. so satisfied and happy with their that, dead bodies, like that. That would have been cool. That'd be suit. So, that'd be so seriously mm-hmm. to see that. Um, yeah, but you know,
0: wish not want not. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Um. Let's see what what else because I I want to kind of save the finale for the end. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's talk about the the big moment, um Viserion and mm-hmm. Beyond the Wall. That whole episode. Let's talk about the penultimate episode. Um I had a couple gripes with it. There was a really good article um online about kind of how there um the article posited that it could be when all is said and done, Beyond the Wall could be viewed as the when Game of Thrones jumped the shark.
1: Yeah. I read that um, article. Did you? you shared okay. it? Yeah, I read it. Yeah.
0: And uh and it raises a lot of really good points. Um mm. just like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Well, like I mean um let's see. First of all, first of all, before we get into that, let me just say two things about Beyond the Wall. One, um I was so infuriated because I was sitting here like I came home uh I came home, sat down, it's like 10.30, uh, so I'm like, I've I've had kind of a long day, I'm like, I, it would, didn't even really register with me that Game of Thrones was on and it ended and everything, mm-hmm. so like I just load Facebook, and kind, of, kind of a thing, mm. someone on my friends list, who is now no longer on my friends list, because <laughs> no, uh, posted a check-in that just said, oh no, not the dragon, a white walker? and i'm just like like that ruined that fucking ruined beyond the wall for me yeah for a couple of reasons one cuz it's the last fucking scene of the episode mm-hmm. and two because in the seven seven seasons of the show i think i've been watching it for five of those or four four years of that mm-hmm. um not once did it cross my mind that one of the dragons would get killed and turned into a white Walker. Yeah. Like that never, like that, that possibility never even came to mind. Mm-hmm. And then an hour, an hour and 15 minutes before I see it happen, it gets put in my mind. Yeah. And I was so pissed off. Um <sighs> Yeah. But then, and then the other thing about that episode is that it kind of goes back to my kind of gripes about putting people together in ways um, they're putting putting these, uh, bringing uh these different characters together and stuff. It kind of feels like the writing wasn't like okay. For instance, the scene with Tormund and and the Hound, like I freaking love that scene. Like mm-hmm. I love that Tormund's like I've I've got a I've got a girl back in Back in Winterfell, that uh, we're gonna we're gonna make babies and rule the world with like giant babies and and that are gonna rule the world and everything, <laughs> and like I love that back and forth because the hound like because uh, Tormund uh, I'm uh, basically the the lines are essentially Tormund is describing her and then the hounds like you're with Brianna fucking Tarth. And then he's like, well, not yet, but we're going to be, I've seen the way she looks at me. And then, uh, the hound is just like, like she wants to slit your throat or something like that. And he's like, so you have met her. Like, (laughs) like that is, that's such a great interchange and everything. But like, since since it's so weird to me to have characters that have have otherwise been at just completely different different parts of the world in the series suddenly thrown together it kind of felt more like i was watching like a fan fiction thing like yeah. what if tormund was talking to the hound and they were talking <laughs> about brienne and they made a joke
1: totally yeah that's and, funny
0: yeah and that's kind of how it felt for me but um but yeah, yeah, and then I had one other gripe about, uh, beyond the wall. Oh, yeah, that, that one. Um, I'm, I don't mean it's steamroll you or anything. No, you're fine. But, uh, okay. So the end of the episode previous to that showed the seven characters going, like, out into the, into the north beyond the wall.
1: The Avengers assembled.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was really proud because, uh, it was a picture of the seven of them like from the from behind and so i i posted a picture on twitter that just said the magn uh, the magnificent 7 <laughs> nice um but what bugged me was that like we had a whole week between that episode and beyond the wall that whole week i'm thinking like holy shit this is seven episodes they're pretty big characters they're all going on this crazy fucking suicide mission the show hasn't really killed off that many people this season yeah. like this is going to be intense and one of them's going to die. And then it, they all have like what I've seen described as plot armor. Yeah. And they had a bunch, like suddenly at the start of the episode, they had a bunch of red shirts that they would just, that they yeah. were there just to get killed off. And I'm like, that's like for a show that is so, so good at creating these massive things, that was just it was fucking lazy. It really was. It was sloppy, yeah. Yeah. And I, I was I that kind of took me out of it a little bit. But what what did you think of Beyond the Wall and, and all that? Um yeah. did, did anyone spoil it for you? No one spoiled it for <laughs> me.
1: But that post you mentioned, I saw it, but thankfully it was like twenty minutes after I'd finished the episode. So nice. I, I got lucky.
0: Yeah. Um But why
1: it's why would you
0: check in on facebook and just say the last scene of like just say oh my god what an episode
1: i have so many friends that watch it live and they post about it and they're just like but it's it's they don't spoil anything they're just like oh my god game of thrones i'm crying right you know and it's like that's fine I that's fine there's nothing wrong with that at all but why would you be specific at all right how can you be that stupid (laughs) in this day and age it's just hopefully that person doesn't
0: listen to the podcast
1: no, I hope they do. Yeah, me too. I damn near wanna send them a message of like, You're an idiot. I hope you have AIDS right now.
0: Jesus
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. But... Come
0: to Shark Tower Nerves. I
1: might um, cut that
0: little part out there. <laughs> I'm
1: kidding. I don't <laughs> want anyone to have AIDS. Right. Um But no, I there were a lot of uh, there were a lot of other gripes and I read that article you posted about mm-hmm. the jumping the shark. I disagree vehemently that it was a shark jump. Okay. But I can understand some of the gripes in there, especially the logistical ones. Mm -hmm. The whole, you know, they send a raven all the way to Dragonstone, and then she rides a dragon all the way up there from Dragonstone, Mm -hmm. and it's like a day, like a 24-hour period. Yeah. The the dragon flying up there in like six, eight hours, I can totally get behind, but the raven flying a thousand miles. Yeah. Yeah little little questionable there. So I can understand why people are upset about that, but yeah. it was just so badass I didn't care.
0: Yeah, and, and you know. I mean if you can suspend your disbelief, that's great. Yeah. And like being able to like recognize that yeah, this is a problem for some people, that's that's great too. Like yeah. there is a middle ground there, but there like I've seen people say that like well, it's like it, it's not an issue at all. And it's like it isn't like it is an issue. The director of the episode <laughs> even said like yeah, we messed up the timeline quite a bit in that episode. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Um, but like, I mean, there's a difference between like, just, just accepting what's on screen. Um, and because it's, it's, it's one of your favorite things, um, rather than, you know, just, you know, critiquing it, like critiquing mm-hmm. it. It's not like it's saying that it's a bad show that, you know, they have the fastest Ravens in in the whole world suddenly. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, it's an issue. Um, right. And it and it was a contrived scenario that was some created specifically to advance the plot and everything. It just seemed like they could have done something to, you know, make it a little more clear and everything. Mm-hmm. Um but like and and so so yeah, so uh to kind of backpedal a little bit, Gendry came back. I thought that was kinda of cool. Um yeah. I didn't really do much of anything. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean well he other than running back to the wall and,
0: right right know. being the fastest runner in all of yeah Westeros.
1: yeah which I, I think someone made the point like how how did he know that he was the fastest like they just met like two days right. ago how do, you know that, <laughs> yeah. that was that was also a bit of a, yeah a bit problematic but uh but yeah i you know it it was just so cool why would you focus on the negative shit like the night king speared a dragon man like let's yeah. let's <laughs> focus on how awesome that is and like <laughs>
0: I saw someone say, uh, two world, two world records were broken in this episode. <laughs> uh, the Night King got, got the, like, best jab, like broke the javelin Olympic world record <laughs> and Gendry, uh, beat the cross country world record yeah, or something. Totally. Um, but yeah, and, and yeah, and it's not necessarily focused, like it didn't ruin the episode or anything, but it's, it's a problem when the show has previous to this created, like it is, there are plot points throughout the series where it's like, yeah, Ravens don't, like, it takes time to get the, to get the information. Right. Into, into, to, uh, transmit information. Now they're just like, no, we've got, you know, we've got, uh, we got rid of the dial-up and now we have cable internet. Yeah. We have Google Fiber and Westeros. So we can get our shit. Right. Um, but anyway, spoiler, being spoiled about it regardless. What did you think, like, uh, regardless of me being spoiled on it, what did you think of the Night King taking down Viserion? How did you feel in that moment?
1: I, I was, I mean, there are people who are like crying, like, oh my mm-hmm. God, a dragon's that, like, let's take it easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it reminds me, I'm going to alter a little bit of a, of a friend's, quote but it's like yeah i got really sad when they (laughs) stopped when they stopped rendering the dragon (laughs) (laughs) yes Uh,
1: that's great um but yeah i didn't have that kind of reaction to it but i was like Mm -hmm. but as soon as the dragon died i was like oh shit it's about to be a zombie dragon you okay i immediately had that thought i was like he's about to turn that into a zombie Mm. um which totally changes the game oh yeah the game of thrones right um, it's
0: a massive game changer that no one should be spoiled on
1: yeah yeah that's true um but yeah that's the immediate thought i had and like you know the the final scene brought that to fruition and i was like mm-hmm. damn that's crazy yeah. um so yeah, I I I loved it and I I as soon as she, like she showed up with all three dragons I was like, oh man, one of those fuckers is going to die. Oh yeah. I had that thought and I was like, you know, cuz everyone and they were building up to it. Everyone was like, no, don't take your dragons up there. You're risking everything and right. you know, you're thinking that she's risking her own life mm-hmm. when, you know, she's really risking the lives of her dragons and it turns into like a huge game changer. Right. Um so yeah, I th- it was just so cool and such an awesome scene and so many things at play, I just... And, you know, Jon Snow gets saved by his uncle, comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, and, you that, know, like, that's... Uh, there, there's a problematic episode, yeah. without question. I,
0: <laughs> I came to this realization today <laughs> that... I feel like Benjen jumping up. Like I think that the I think the producer said like, yeah, we just need to get rid of that plot line. Yeah, like we need to just write him off and and finish up that tie up that loose end. Mm-hmm. But like in my head, I'm like, well, uh, they kind of needed a Stark to die this season. Yeah, they had no no Starks had died yet, so right. let's let's kill a Stark. Totally. Um, but but yeah, and that was another meme that I saw was like. Um, was john saying like come on and then Benjamin's saying like there's no time and then john's like no, no it's you just jump on the horse and There's time, <laughs> right it's like there's no time <laughs> all right whatever yeah but yeah that was that was really problematic to me and like there are rationalizations saying like okay well you know uh, he was fending off the horde it's like no no he just sacrificed himself for no reason for because the plot demanded it right. he's not that wasn't it wasn't to hold off any any hoard or anything from from getting to john because john's on a fucking horse and they're on foot yeah like that's not how travel works despite what they established with gendry
1: i bet the who plays <laughs> Benjamin was like yeah paycheck
0: right yeah right.
1: he got his phone ring and he's like oh totally yeah, yeah. awesome
0: <laughs> sweet yeah
1: well we should yeah. probably move on to the the finale.
0: We should, and to transition to that, I do want to just say that the last scene, like I, to kind of go into the finale because we are we already talked about Sansa and Arya and Littlefinger and everything. Let's just talk about the big moment of the finale. Um, well, big moments. Jesus, this show yeah has so much stuff. So, um, the uh, one thing that I thought at the end of the finale, when all was said and done, was I thought it would have been really really awesome if they had not shown the night king chant like bringing the dragon back up and turning him and saved that for the last scene of the finale mm. like i mean granted that week's time like everyone would have been saying like oh they're going to turn the dragon and everything and everything but just like as a viewer like if you're watching it and you like they didn't show that like how fucking amazing like it would have been mind-blowing to see the dragon come and and do like ah that would like i can't understand why they chose to go the route that they did
1: yeah i can understand it but it would have been cooler your way yeah yeah Yeah. totally agree
0: um so real quick uh the big meeting of of everyone um what did you think of that like the truce. yeah Yeah,
1: there was as a board they had a board meeting yeah (laughs) um i thought i thought it was times these guys i know (laughs) i thought it was hilarious just the scenario of it like Mm -hmm. these people all want to murder each other and they've been trying to murder each other for seven years Mm -hmm. um i thought i thought it was i thought it was just a funny situation but then like you know i i was i was kind of expecting something to go wrong to where you know it's it's supposed to be this hugely pivotal moment where Mm -hmm the rest of the world discovers the White Walkers and, right. you know, you can't deny this anymore. Mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, it's, it's funny. I've always, one thing I've always bitched about the whole season or the whole series about is that the White Walkers kicked off the whole show. The opening mm-hmm. scene was an attack by White Walkers, you right. know? And it's like, they've, they've literally been teasing it.
0: Yes. Forever. Yeah.
1: And, and you know, it's, it's, It's the biggest problem in the entire kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's like nothing else matters besides that. Right. And it's just been getting shuffled to the back for seven years. Yep. And and they give us little teases and, you know, we find the Night King and his horsemen and shit like Mm -hmm. that. And that's all been cool, but it's like
0: just get to the point yes and and, and finally
1: the point was gotten to and and it was really satisfying you know it was they had like they had like a fucking powerpoint presentation we can kill them with fire or with (laughs) dragon
0: glass. you know and like i was like thank you god (laughs) there was there was so many great posts and everything but there was a there was a tweet that was like it should have just a picture of kyburn holding the holding the hand and the comment was, uh, get you a man who looks at you the way that Kyber looks at the, <laughs> the white walker's hand. <laughs> like that is great. That is great. Um, yeah. And that, that whole sequence was, was amazing. And it was, it was great. It was like, it was like opening a release valve, like to so much like pent up, like plot. Yes. Patience. Right. Um, and then we had the scene between Cersei and, and Tyrion, who there? I, I read this theory because at the end of the at the end of the episode, at the end of the season, we see Tyrion kind of looking at the room where where Jon and Danny are getting down, and then he's kind of like got this look on his face, like oh boy. Um, there's a theory that he um struck a deal with Cersei. Oh really? Yeah, and okay. then and because it cuts away as soon as he finds out that she's pregnant, and that maybe. Maybe he maybe he struck some kind of deal with her, um, because as he said, he loved his niece and, nieces and nephews and right. Oh wow, that's so, interesting.
1: I had I yeah. had seen the headlines for that theory, but I just hadn't had time to read about yeah, it. Yeah, just that's... like the
0: theories that he's going to betray Daenerys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, so let's get to kind of the enough enough foreplay. Let's get let's <laughs> get to the actual the incest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. My thought was, uh, I kind of feel like, and I know, <laughs> like, like my thought was, like, uh, the the guys at HBO, like the the uh, the studio heads, were like, oh, okay, well, Jamie's Jamie's leaving, leaving, uh, uh, wow, what's uh, wow, what is uh, King's Landing? Oh, okay, yeah, leaving King's Landing and leaving Cersei, um, we gotta we gotta get some more incest in here, guys. Yeah, we <laughs> do. Like, like, what are you gonna do? The oh, hey. Let's 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 do the aunt Anton aunt and nephew. Yeah. Get down thing. Um yeah, what did you how did you feel about the the development of Jon and Daenerys? Did you feel like it was adequately built built toward or rushed or how how did you feel about it? I I like the way
1: they I ended up, I ultimately liked the way they did it. I think I I've seen disturbing number of people bitching about it because it's like well why they have to lay it all out for us we've all known this you know like the audience pieced it together a Mm -hmm. while ago that he's a targaryen and you know
0: but they yeah yeah but but the kind of the big game changer of it is that the that it was like that there was a secret marriage right yeah that's yeah
1: that is in like people knew he was a targaryen Mm -hmm. but the reveal was that he's actually the true heir Mm -hmm. You know, if you ignore all the Robert Baratheon usurping of the throne and all that, he is the true heir to the throne. That was kind of a big reveal um, with Gilly finding the... Mm uh, the, the, the diary, diary yeah. and all that. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of good memes for that too. Yeah, like your boyfriend gets all the credit. Yep. Uh, yep yeah. That's what I was going to say. That boyfriend.
0: face when your boyfriend, yeah. uh, when you, re- when you find something, but your boyfriend takes credit for it. Right. That's yeah. That was funny. So great.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the build up to all of it and like, it's disturbing how much I'm okay with those two hooking up, mm-hmm. giving that they're nephew and aunt, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. And I, I yeah, like I said, uh, I knew that he was a Targaryen. I knew that he... The thing the thing is, it needed to be revealed to the world of Westeros. Like, nobody yeah. knew about it except... Literally no one knew about it until yeah. Samwell Tarly mm-hmm. and Bran Stark had a conversation. Right. Like, it took those two people getting together for the world of Westeros to find out about this secret. Right. Like, as the audience, we knew, mm-hmm. but it had it had to be introduced into the world somehow right and and that's how it happened and i thought it was relatively satisfying and you have these two kind of ancillary characters and like brand's mm. just been doing his whole stephen hawking thing for for example <laughs> but no he's been like his his strong silent thing and yeah. just not saying much and then uh, stephen
0: and, ravening <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Very good. Thank that's <laughs> trademark. Um and then Sam has just been he's kind of been toiling a little bit this a season, bit, yeah. uh, you know, as trying to become a master and he's mm-hmm. been a little frustrated. Yeah. Um and to see those two come together like everything was working against those two characters mm-hmm. to ever meet. Yeah. And they finally so I think it was kind of a fun scenario that mm-hmm. that's how that idea finds its way or that secret finds its way out to the open is with yeah. those two coming together i was fine with it i i, I like well i was more than fine with it i liked it i thought it was well done mm-hmm. i think people should stop bitching about it
0: yeah i and i agree i think that it seems like it seems like yes we're at a point where the show has a very finite amount of time
2: mm-hmm.
0: that like it's like okay it's at the point where it's like okay Brian needs to literally say out loud to the audience he is the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's like, he, that has to be spelled out. But I really, really like the, I like, I like the inter, the interplay between Sam and Bran. Like, I want, I want that buddy comedy too. <laughs> like, yeah. like, um, like, oh, hey, um, I'm the three, uh, or, oh, how you been? I was like, I'm the three eyed raven now. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, so great, but um, but yeah, uh, I I do kind of feel like the really what what I was kind of getting at when I asked you that, by the way, was how do you feel about the romantic relationship between Danny and John? Oh, and okay. That build
1: up. I I think they're great for each other. <laughs> I
0: do. I mean, sorry. I'm just so happy for yeah. that aunt and nephew.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> clasped my hand and said, "All." Yeah. Um. No, but like I. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's, you Mm -hmm. know, if, and you know, they're doing all this foreshadowing where she's, well, not all this foreshadowing, Mm -hmm. but she foreshadows during this episode. She's like, well, like I'm barren. I can't have children. Right. He probably got her pregnant. I mean, let's let's not mince words here. That's probably going to happen at some point in the Mm -hmm. in the last season where it's like, Oh, I'm pregnant. And this is going to be the next gang. This is Mm -hmm. the sequel to game of Thrones. It's going to be, uh, Weird name Targaryen is yeah. the next Mad King or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I thought, I think it was inevitable. Um, I don't know if you watch this, but uh, Funny or Die has a series called Gay of Thrones.
0: I've seen that like on, on Amazon some Video, but I haven't watched any of it.
1: Okay. It's it's hilarious. It's basically, okay. a, it's, it's a scenario where they have like a gay hairdresser mm-hmm. who's cutting the hair of a woman and they're just totally nerding out. The in the style of a gay man okay. chatting with his girlfriend, you know, <laughs> with his his hag, if you will, mm-hmm. um and they're just talking about Game of Thrones. They have nicknames for everybody, and <laughs> nice. it's it's hilarious. But
0: is it like a recap kind of show thing? It's
1: like a recap thing, okay. and it's 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 a, it's it's funny. Nice. It's called Game of Thrones, um, and like they're just rehashing the episode essentially. Okay. yeah Okay, um, it's it's really funny, and like they if, season one Dragonstone, or like I think when. When John and Danny finally met mm-hmm. in Dragonstone, um, the guy was like, the gay hairdresser in, in mm-hmm. Game of Thrones was like, Fuck Watch 2017 begins. <laughs> and like, he brings it up every week. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what I've been referring to it as. It's like, nice. oh, we, at least those two are still on Fuck Watch.
0: <laughs> um, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was, it was really funny.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of felt like the romantic relationship between them was a little – like, that's one of the – like, again, it, this is my biggest complaint with it is that I wish that we had more time. Like, I understand yeah. they have a finite amount of time and everything, but it's one of the most the, – one of the biggest shows in the history of television and of HBO. But, like, I kind of wish that either they would have met sooner or – and had more time to develop because it kind of got to a point where it's like, like Tyrion literally tells, uh, tells Danny, he's like, he's like, oh, well, you know, John is in love with you. Uh, and then she's just like, oh, and I'm just like, oh, so, oh, okay. Yeah. I, news to me too. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, you know, he pet her dragon, but <laughs> he didn't, wasn't until the finale that he pet her dragon. Dragon, right. He's always yeah. been attracted to strong women, though. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been better if they
1: had more time. I, I yeah. agree. But then again, if you give him too much time, she's going to find out that he's a Targaryen,
0: and, right? And she's right. going to be
1: hesitant about banging him. So
0: right. But I mean, if they would have met like season six. Yeah. Had two seasons. Like I, I kind of feel like it was a little bit like, okay, well we need to get them we need to get them in bed. Right. But uh but yeah. And, They're so uh, hot. It right. needs to happen. And, then, and that's the thing. <laughs> I kind of feel like you can sum up Game of Thrones with by saying that it's seven seasons of setup to get the the two hottest people in the show to fuck. <laughs> like, that's, that's Game of Thrones in a nutshell. Nice. <laughs> like, you had to move the pieces around, and finally yeah. they're getting done.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Um, But yeah, so... yeah, Is there anything more else? Yeah. I don't Even, think so. I mean, the dragon yeah.
1: taking down the wall.
0: Oh, yeah, that whole thing.
1: Like, the, yeah. visually, that was just tits. Uh-huh. That was just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, I, I think, me personally, for the last seven years i've been wondering you know is, is the battle the great war going to take place at the wall like is that what's right. going to happen you know how are they going to get over that obstacle mm-hmm. and to throw that wild card in there
0: that that was because i love the idea of of fucking white walkers in yeah in in ever about uh, in front of the wall <laughs> <laughs> right um yeah on the, on the wall. other side yeah south of the wall right um there was a really great tweet <laughs> that was like, um, oh, fuck. I, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it said something like, uh, those, those white walkers took down that wall. They're gonna, we're gonna, they're gonna pay to build it. Yeah. Pay to build that wall or something. <laughs> right. But yeah, I thought that was funny.
1: Oh, yeah. So many jokes. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: It's one of the best parts um, of the show. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Do you think Tormund's dead, done no, for? No. No. I don't. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we... Yeah, this has gone a little bit longer than... (laughs) That's all right. It it always does. It does. Yeah. Uh, So while we wind down, before we go, uh, what are your expectations for season eight? What do you want to see happen? What do you think will happen? How do you think everything will end?
1: Well, now I want John snow to <laughs> or aegon targaryen right to ascend to the throne and with but i want it to be with Daenerys as his queen mm-hmm. i think it'd be cool if they pull a jamie and cersei saying like fuck you yeah we're related we don't care we love each other right and just like go for it you know mm-hmm. i mean incest is a part of monarchy let's face it right um right. even in the real world folks <laughs> um so I, I that's what i want to happen that's what i want to be the the climax or the denouement after the climax mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones. Like yeah. I want that to be the last part of the show. Um, that's what I want to happen. Everything leading up to that, I'm, I, I it's a mystery. I'm, yeah. I'm very curious to see how it happens. I'm wondering if there's going to be a moment where it's like all of the Northern armies and the Southern armies the Lannisters and whatnot um, are having a battle and in the midst of the battle the night king just flies by with his dragon and they're like oh shit what is that and they're they literally just have like there's literally like a lannister and a a stark soldier mm-hmm. fighting and they're like they kind of look at each other like fuck this and just start running towards the white walkers and just start fighting the white walkers like right. that's the, i that was a very lazy version of that but you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like i think that would be kind of funny first of all and secondly like that's kind of what needs to happen. Like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, like the scene in the cave with John and Danny, where yeah. it's like, you know, they put, put away their differences and defeated the, their true enemy. And mm-hmm. I'm curious if something like that's going to happen or, you know, who's going to die? Who's going to make it to the end? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Do you have uh,
0: any thoughts on who's going to die? Oh,
1: gosh. I mean, Cersei has to die because mm-hmm. she's awful.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I think, uh, both the Cleganes are going to die. Yeah. Um, because they're just too, they're, they're like subhuman because mm-hmm. they're ju- they they can't interact in the world right. without war, you know. Um, so I think those two are going to be gone. Um, I think I, I really hope John and Danny make it to the end. Mm-hmm. Like I said, or Aegon. Boo, two names. Yeah. You're cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I haven't honestly. I haven't really thought about it. Mm-hmm. I haven't really thought about it much. Yeah,
0: yeah. How about um, you? I I just think it's going to be batshit crazy from yeah. beginning to end. It's going to be I'm hoping that it's cuz they've said that it could be hour and a half long episodes for a, right. each episode. And uh and I'm f- totally fine with it taking 2 years, take their time, make yeah, it right. Yeah, me too. Um yeah, I I mean, I would love to see John and Danny, you know, survive and everything, but I kind of also want at least one of them to have a tragic end, yeah, to have something I could see break our hearts, yeah, yeah, um but yeah I, I and i I don't know exactly what's gonna happen, but I think it's gonna be a really intense six episodes mm-hmm. <laughs> um I think it'd be yeah. interesting
1: if the White walkers kind of win, mm. and basically all of the humans survive the living that survive. Mm-hmm. Basically, they kind of like switch places. Like oh, the Night King sits on the throne down in King's Landing and all of the living people have to go live north of the wall. Yeah. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Like,
0: the uh, last scene, <laughs> the last scene of the series is, um, is, uh, is, uh, uh, um, uh, the Night King visiting visiting a bunch of white walkers in winterfell and then two of them in in like a tower seeing a kid kid white walker climbing a tower and then pushing him off (laughs) to guard their secret
1: oh my god
0: oh god um that would be interesting yeah um i i don't want to say this but i think jamie is is not gonna survive yeah something's gonna happen i'm still committed to the idea that he's gonna murder cersei yeah uh to prevent terrible things that'd be satisfying yeah um, and, and I mean, I just, I don't know, but, um, I'm super glad that it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be intense. And I have been saying this every single season <laughs> since season three, but now that I'm more into audiobooks and it's, it's fine, I am going to, in this two years that we're gonna wait for season six mm-hmm. or season eight of Game of Thrones, i'm gonna read or listen to each book, uh, maybe by then they'll have winds of winter I don't know yeah um i'm gonna read and listen to each book and watch rewatch the whole series. That is my promise to listeners and to the world. bold statement guys yes, I already have <laughs> the first three books on my audible library so that should be fun when we just launched a podcast where yeah. uh we're reviewing an entire book series but <laughs> but yeah um <laughs> let's see uh yeah i think that about does it by the way speaking of which check out tower junkies if you love uh you know game of thrones and like a uh a very a very deep deeply mythology uh deep uh, uh wow a very dense fantasy book series that has a very nice adaptation and that's that's taking the world by storm and everything uh you know check out our dark tower podcast yeah uh not bitter about that at all not i did all. actually see a, there was a really cool uh fake poster for uh dark tower hbo series and nice. it was just it was awesome anyway oh. tower junkies com. uh anything else you want to say tiny before we go
1: oh man no, I, it's going to be a long two years.
0: It is. Are you Are you going to try to no, go back? No, no, back? I I'm done. You with,
1: gave up after. I'm, I'm done with the books. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't reconcile that.
0: Okay. Um,
1: not, to take any, not to say they're bad. I just can't.
0: Right. They're just. You said last time that they, they're just not for you. They're not for me. Yeah, and I yeah.
1: I I, th- I get more out of the show than I did out of the books. Mm-hmm. I thought. I think the show is actually better. Interesting. So that's that's just my opinion.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good because I need you to be on Dark Tower. Let me just
1: spoil it for you. Yeah.
0: No, no, that's no. Why does Jamie me. have blue eyes? I,
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I have no idea
0: if that happens. Oh God. <laughs> Jamie, blue eyes, question mark. Oh, lovely, lovely. <laughs> Good God. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that does it for this bonus episode of Obsessive Viewer. Uh, stay tuned next week-ish. We're going to have a review of Logan Lucky. And then after that, we're going to do it. Uh, so... <laughs> We're going to review the movie. Thank it. you. Yes.
1: Um,
0: Jesus Christ.
1: How did that just happen? I
0: don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Stephen King called the book It Is It So Dumbasses yeah. like that yep. stupid statements like that <laughs> would happen Jesus all the time.
0: Um, Alright, and I, I posed this to Twitter, but uh, Tiny, you know this, but I have a one-minute audio clip of me singing. Why would you announce
1: There's, that to the world? But should
0: I put it in the episode? You should not. Are you sure?
1: Hard pass. Really? Hard no really? on that. Yes. I don't know. What
0: it's mean? not cute. It's. it's I mean, <laughs> pizza. She's a little pizza. Uh, anyway, I mean,
1: if you never want to get laid again.
0: I mean, I'm not doing that well anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well if you want to cement that into stone, yeah. then go ahead I
0: can't get negative laid
1: tiny <laughs> so you know what the way people like cats it might get you
0: laid well uh, yeah so stay tuned to this and you know <laughs> hit me up okay anyway this is going crazy uh, thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> Pizza Roll is a pretty little kitty cat, she is so pretty, cause she is my little pretty cat, and her name is Pizza Roll, and she is the cutest kitty in the whole wide world, and she would be the... Queen of the uh, Seven Kingdoms, if she were in Westeros, because she is the prettiest kitty in the whole world. Thank you for listening to
4: The Obsessive view presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at OVPodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. If you'd like to support the show, the best and easiest way is to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. More ratings and reviews means it'll be easier for people to find the show in the highly competitive film and TV podcast genre. It also provides us with valuable feedback on the show. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a one-time PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate, or become a patron at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer for recurring donations with different reward tiers. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, notebooks, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can also buy other great Tee Public designs in our store, and we'll get a small commission on the sale. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com donate. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. We love to hear from you guys. You can contact us by emailing podcast at obsessiveviewer.com or by tweeting us at obsessiveviewer, at obsessive tiny, and at I am Mike White. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer, where you can take part in discussions and polls between episodes. For more podcast content, check out Anthology, Matt's solo podcast, where he's reviewing The Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer and exploring other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows. You can find Anthology at anthologypod.com and anywhere podcasts are found. For book lovers, you can check out our sister site at obsessivebooknerd.com for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the app of your choice. Once again, thank you so much for listening.
3: Tickets are on sale now for the fourth annual Shocktober in Irvington presented by the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Join the hosts of the Obsessive Viewer on October 6th, 2017 at the Irving Theater for a one-night event screening of short horror films including the premiere screenings of the latest film in J.P. Leck's cross-medium Elsewhere World Universe, the latest film from Snapshot Productions, and much more. Come celebrate the horror genre in the historic Irvington area and meet the filmmakers with live Q and A's after each screening. You can also win DVDs and Blu-rays, movie-related party games, horror-themed Funko Pop figures, gift cards to Irvington businesses, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at ShocktoberinIrvington.com. All proceeds go directly to the Irvington Historical Society. And whether at the Irving Theater or in your nightmares, we will be seeing you on the 6th of October.